This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, as Calgary's uh, politicians debate whether to host the Olympics in 2026, is the whole matter of the Winter Olympics in 2018. And for Canada's athletes who are going to represent this country at those Olympics, uh, they are gearing up. And that includes, of course, the Canadian women's hockey team gearing up for another gold medal, maybe without the NHL stars at these Winter Olympics, uh, puts the women's hockey team maybe a little bit more in the spotlight. I want to uh, spend some time talking about the team, but uh, our next guest, uh, she's got a pretty amazing story herself. Uh, One of the most uh, storied women hockey players in this country's history, the MVP of the 2010 Winter Olympics, has three gold medals to her name, and is taking a break from her new career to train for the Winter Olympics. They call her Constable Augusta in Vancouver. Megan Augusta taking a leave of absence from the Vancouver Police Department uh, and fulfilling a different dream that she's had uh, to come back to Calgary and train with Team Canada and gear up for another gold medal. Megan Augusta joins us on the line here this afternoon. So great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, you walked away a couple of years ago. You wanted to pursue a, a career of being a police officer, but you, you've made the decision to come back. What led you back? Um, well, originally, I mean, when I graduated from Mercyhurst University uh, with uh, a criminal justice degree and a minor in criminal psychology, I always knew that I wanted to become a police officer. It was just a matter of when and where. And after uh, the 2014 Olympics, it kind of just fell into my lap and um, I met the right people and the Vancouver Police Department was um, hiring. So, um, yeah, just with meeting the right people, I ended up applying and within six months I was hired. And um, my biggest fear was, oh, my God, I have to tell Mel that I need to take a year off because Police Academy is 10 months. And, yeah. um, you know, with, uh, with after speaking with Mel, it was kind of like a sigh of relief because she said, you know what, Meg's like, we're going to support you. Um, we know that this is something that uh, you've jumped about and have wanted to do. Um, if you said you were going to go touring the world, we'd probably maybe say no. But, um, you know, Hockey Canada has been so supportive, and I can't thank them enough. And um, so taking that year off and, and going to Police Academy and, and graduating and starting uh, my career uh, with the with the police force there, um, you know, it is such an honour. And my thought was, oh, man, I don't think I'm ready to hang up the skate. So, you know, during the uh, hiring process, I made it known that, you know, I still – uh, wanted to play hockey if if um, Hockey Canada still um, thought that, you know, I'd be, you know, kind of in, in their future plans. Um, and, you know, the Vancouver Police Department has been, uh, you know, super supportive as well. So I can't thank, you know, both for allowing me to continue my dream with, you know, both, you know, becoming a police officer, but also, um, you know, playing the, the game of hockey that I love so much. So I'm, I, I must say I'm, I'm pretty excited to, you know, be here and be back with the team. Yeah, that's great. So what, talk about the, the, the career side of things. What led you to, to want to pursue a career of being a police officer? Well, every time I heard lights and sirens, I was always curious to know, like, where they were going, what they were doing, who they were going to speak to, like, what was going on. And um, it was just something that I, I've always been curious with. And ever since high school, I've always told my parents, you know, I want to pursue my my career in, in law enforcement. And my dad said, you know, Meg, the sky's the limit. If, if that's something you want to do, that's great. And when I was looking at going to university, I wanted to go to a university that had a great criminal justice program. And, you know, Mercer's University had that. So, you know, it's not something that, you know, I kind of just woke up saying, you know, this is something I want to do. It's it's actually been um, a passion that I've had, you know, ever since I was little. And um, I'll never forget my senior year um, in university. I uh, had to do an internship. So I went to my local police department in Leamington and I did uh, 400 hours with them. And 
Um, it was crazy. My dad thought, you know, I'd last maybe a few days and then I'd come home and say, ah, this isn't for me, the shift work and stuff like that. But I never wanted to leave. And that's, you know, when I truly knew that this is something that I wanted to pursue. And, um, you know, I absolutely love it. There's a lot of similarities between policing and hockey. Um, you know, you're a part of a team. And one day when I do retire, you know, I'm still a part of a team and I'm making a difference and I'm, um, you know, there in the community. And it's crazy when, when somebody calls 911, you know, we're working 24 hours and we're going to be at your doorstep and we're going to be mm-hmm. there to, to help in any way we can and I take a lot of pride in that um, and I've learned a lot too with you know being a police officer for the last three years um, I've learned a lot about not only myself but I've realized that you know life is too short and there's a lot of other you know people out there who you know are less fortunate and um, you know when I think about coming here and you know lacing up the skates it's you know it's it's an honor and a privilege it's not a right to be able to represent your country so um, you know sometimes it doesn't really matter you know what line you're on or which power plane that you're on or if you're on it if you're not you know there's so many you know other things out there in this world that I've kind of realized that um, you know we should just be thankful for what we have not what we don't have kind of thing so um, I'm very proud to say that I'm, I'm a part of the Vancouver Police Department and I represent them and you know it's just like with Team Canada every time I put on that jersey every time I put on that uniform it, it is an honor in itself and I it's it's not a it's not a a job for me it's it's more like a hobby and I and I love going to work. And so the BPD then they're, they're they're supporting this side of of what you do and they're supporting your decision to to play another Olympics then. Yeah, so um you know a lot of my annual leave went towards Hockey Canada so you know the four nations the world championships and so what a lot of people didn't really um understand was you know I never got to go on vacations and stuff like that all my annual leave went towards Hockey Canada so um you know I had to write a letter and it went up the chain of command and they've supported me um you know with taking the year leave and um they're very proud of me and they're 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 there to support me every step of the way and I'm very thankful for it and I can't thank them enough. Yeah, and you've had about a decade now, right, with the women's uh, national team? Yeah, I've been a part of uh, Team Canada with the national team since 2005. 2005. So, um, I mean, you know, certainly 2010, I'm sure, stands out. What, what to you are, what you look back on, and maybe I guess the, maybe we'll still add to that list, but your highlights, your career highlights so far? You know, at every uh, single chance I've ever had to put on that Canadian jersey, it's it's been an honor. And you know, every year is a new year, new opportunity, new journey. Uh, you know, new memories. And I mean, in 2006, you know, only being 18 years old and the oldest being 40, um, and having that opportunity to represent Canada at my first ever Olympics and having that dream come true was amazing and I remember standing on you know the line and you know getting that medal draped around my neck and looking up and having my whole family there um it was you know pretty cool to see Uh, my dad was born and raised in Italy so um he came over to Canada when he was six so to be able to win my first Olympic you know medal in Italy um was very very special and then you know you look back at 2010 and you know having more of a leadership role um and uh you know, just playing in Canada, I remember, you know, being in Vancouver, the city was electric. They did an, uh, you know, unbelievable job with hosting. Um, but, you know, just it didn't matter if it was your first goal, um, you know, the ninth goal. Like, we just had so much support and it wasn't even just in the ranks, but it was all over the city. And, and not only that, you know, all over Canada. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget walking into the, you know, opening ceremonies and everybody cheering. Like, and it's something that, you know, I still remember to this day. And, um you know, winning a gold medal on, on home soil was definitely a lot of pressure, but um, we knew, you know, we had the talent to do it and we had the better team. And I, I think it showed in that final game. And then you look back at 2014 with, you know, how crazy of a year oh, we yeah. had with, you know, getting a, you know, having a new coach come in right in December, 
Um, you know, um, we definitely were the underdogs going into uh, the Olympics, but, you know, just never giving up and, and winning the medal the way we did. It's it's something special as well and something that I won't forget. And, um, I mean, it's it's so hard to kind of pinpoint what is your favorite Olympics. I mean, playing in Canada, we'll never get that feeling again. Um, so I must say, like, the Vancouver Olympics was probably, for me, by far the most memorable. And then, um, I mean, I would say Sochi with, you know, the way that we won it. And then back in, in Torino, I mean, I was super young. Um, I remember a lot, but it's still, like, you know, pretty hard to kind of remember. I, I like, just kind of taking everything all in and um, enjoying the moment being so young. But, again, like every opportunity I've ever had, it's, it's always been a privilege. And I'm very excited to be a part of, you know, this group here leading into um, South Korea. Um, you know, they still need to make releases and whatnot. And, you know, it's always tough because you have you know, 28 amazing, you know, hockey players, very skilled, talented. Um, we're all pushing each other and we're all a part of the journey. And it's, it's sad that they have to kind of make those releases. But, you know, Team Canada, we're on, we're on a mission. And, um, you know, it's, it's been great so far. And, and time is flying by. And sooner or later, we'll all be in South Korea representing our country. And um, that'll be such an amazing feeling. Yeah. And what's your sense of the state of the game for, for women and girls in, in Canada? Have those opportunities grown both to grow the game in, in general, but also to develop those uh, elite players too? A hundred percent. I think, um, you know, after every Olympics, there's always so many young, you know, hockey players, little girls signing up to play the game. And um, we want that and we want to grow the game. And it's what we do now that, you know, is going to, um, you know, help out the, the future. And I mean, for us, like for us girls now, we want to be able to leave a legacy. And um, I know, you know, we don't play and get paid. To play. We play for the love of the game. But at some point, we hope that you know, we could get women's hockey to that level where um, they are playing, you know, these athletes to, to play the game that they love and so that they could be able to support themselves and their families. And, you know, it, it has, you know, come a long way, uh, definitely. And, and we just need, you know, more people to believe in us and in the sport and, and give us that opportunity. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So uh, what next for, for the team here and getting set for, for South Korea? Um, well, we're, we're in a midget AAA series, so we have a few games here. And then come December, we, uh, you know, we face uh, the U.S. again in, uh, you know, four more games. So, you know, just taking one day at a time and enjoying the moment and um, just, you know, getting better each day, not only as an individual, but as a team. And um, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's a pretty exciting year, and I'm, I'm very proud and honored to be a part of it. All right. We'll all be rooting for you. Uh, Megan, all the best. And, uh, again, thanks so much for making some time for us. I really appreciate this. Awesome. Thank you so much. There you go. Constable Megan Augusta, the Vancouver Police Department, and a kick-ass Canadian hockey player. Uh, looking forward to seeing them in action. 403-974-8255. When we come back, uh, a really fascinating story about that, that adapting that so many former oil patch workers have had to do. Uh, a neat little story about uh, Andy Hill and a business he's launched, Springbank Lights. And some fire trucks that he purchased, too. Uh, so we'll talk about that transition, life after the oil patch. So an interesting story to share with you coming up in a few minutes. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.